Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Low Key, episode 35. This episode is sponsored by Justin's. Justin's creates a naturally delicious almond butter that's rich and creamy with flavors like honey, hazelnut, vanilla, and chocolate. If you have a sweet tooth, try their peanut butter cups, which come in white chocolate and dark chocolate. So check out Justin's and get a tasty treat. Now, without further ado, Tulsa's very own musician, Jess Linnae, with Autumn Shade. It's nice, it's easy, it's low-key. Let's get started. Hello guys, and welcome to another episode of Loki. I am here with Jess Linnae from Autumn Shade. Now, she just came back from Thailand, and uh, how, was the, how was the flight back here? Oh, it was amazing. It was so memorable. It was really incredible. Well, actually, you, you went to France. You went Thailand, France, and, yeah. and then you, you kind of traveled everywhere and did like a long distance traveling trip, so... Yeah. Do you have, like, jet lag or anything like that? <laughs> I think I will for the next month. <laughs> yeah. After all the traveling. Yeah, I got to play a few shows in Paris, so that was really incredible. Yeah, did you, um, how did you get con- set up and connected with, like, people in France, and how was it playing in France? Oh, it, it was amazing. Um, I had released an album, Ezra Moon, back in 2007, and... Um, there was a man there in Paris that fell in love with Ezra Moon, the album. So he contacted me and said, hey, I own a record label. I would love for you to come and play in Paris. And so I played a folk festival a few years ago. And then he asked if I would want to come back and play some more some more shows there in Paris. And so I was able to play. And they're just really attentive. The hmm. whole entire audience, um, they really, they seem to be immersed into the songs and they just seem to fall in love with with music and as you're playing. So I really love playing in, in Europe and especially Paris. It's my favorite. Yeah, you could say that you're an, an international woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, delightful. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's that's fun. What was your favorite part of of being in Thailand and France? Wow, my favorite part. Um well in Thailand, you know, it's really inexpensive to travel everywhere and to stay in these incredible places that are right on the ocean for you know a few dollars a night um but it was really inspiring to meet a lot of different people um there and then also their culture is so free so like here you you have more restrictions and and which is fine but in in thailand you know if you want to set up a coffee shop for instance you can just sort of you know, get some bamboo hut materials and set up a place if you have a bit of land and you don't have to have all these permits and such. So so I like that, that aspect of Thailand being so free. Um, and then in Europe, I love the community aspect. I love that, like I was talking to you earlier, you can just go to the butcher shop down the road and, and you know the man who owns the butcher shop. You can go to um, the florist and you know the woman who owns the 
the floor or the flower shop and so it's just really about connection and community I feel like especially mm-hmm. even in Paris even though it's a big city it still it feels rather small and you can you know, connect with people fairly simply so I really like that that aspect of it that's awesome I saw some pictures of like you went to some roast you saw like there was like a roasting thing yeah. outside your house can you talk a little bit about that yeah um well, I was in Thailand, in Chiang Mai, which is in northern Thailand, and there are a lot of um, digital nomads and expats that live there, expats. And um, so I decided I, you know, would take a walk, and I had a little bicycle I was riding as well. And I just saw this man, and he was roasting all of these coffee beans, and it just had all of this beautiful steam that was coming up, and it almost looked angelic. Like, he was just in this beautiful... Um, steam bath of these coffee beans so I had to stop and ask him what he's doing you know specifically what he's doing and take pictures and such so it was really neat um I forgot what the place is called but I can let you know okay yeah. you need to go interview him yeah <laughs> he's really incredible I need to go to Thailand that's what you're saying yeah and interview him. yeah, yeah do it. <laughs> it's so much fun that's great yeah. so what what originally because you're a musician mm-hmm. what started your journey to music Um, well, I was always really inspired by nature and, um, and, and music when I was little. And so I would be walking around among the trees and I would just, it was almost like I could hear songs in the forest. And so I was like, oh, I I need to write music. And, um, I started playing piano when I was really young. And then I started writing songs when I was about on piano, probably when I was 11 or so, um, And then I journeyed to guitar when I was 14, and that was a really good outlet for me um, Mm -hmm. to express my music. Um, And so, yeah, I would say probably nature is what really, really inspired me to pick up and play music, honestly, yeah. Okay. What what kind of motivates you to constantly do music? And why, why are you so passionate about music? Oh my goodness. Um, it's just, it's, it's an expression that I absolutely have to do. It's like eating. I have to do it. I have to get it out there. I, I don't even know. Sometimes I'll get mad at it. Like it's a, like we're in a relationship and I'm like, I'm not going to play music for a while and I'm angry with you, but I have to, like, I, I cannot prevent myself from playing music. Um, and so I think it's just really ingrained in, in my spirit and, it's something I think I'll always do. Um, but what motivates me, um, I guess, you know, that that's a really difficult question. I, I don't even know how to answer it because there, there's so many, I guess just expression, like I have to, to release it. And I, and I just have so much joy in playing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Is there any, like, musicians that have, like, inspired you in any way in your influence in music? Yeah, growing up, which you, yeah, it's so funny. Growing up, Smashing Pumpkins were my biggest influence. So Billy Corgan, I was obsessed with Billy Corgan. Um, And then later on, um, I became really fascinated by bluegrass music and jazz and, um, like, really old jazz, really old country um, but I, I loved musicians like Joanna Newsom and mm-hmm. a lot of shoegaze music like um, Shakta Twins and Lush. and um, Just, 
I liked probably more spacey musicians like Shoegazer, but I also loved um, even classical and orchestra. Like there's just there's this whole conglomeration of um, musicians that I loved and, and styles of music that I loved. So I try to incorporate um, a lot of my roots into the music. So okay. like I have roots in um, the New Orleans area, Louisiana, and then in France and in the Ozarks. And so I, I kind of try to do like this interesting <laughs> mesh of like what I call bohemian folk music. Okay. So, yeah. That sounds cool. That sounds like an interesting mix, both bohemian. <laughs> I, I like the word bohemian because Please. it's in a very good song called Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, by <laughs> yeah. Queen. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where I learned the word bohemian. It's <laughs> from that song. Yeah. I don't actually know the meaning of that word, but yeah. <laughs> I just think it's a really cool word. That's um, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Wandering gypsy soul. Is that what it means? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Now I learned what it means. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some people think of it as like hippie type. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So what what created because you're you're in a band called Autumn Shade. Mm -hmm. So what what created how did you create that? And who else is in the band? And kind of tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Um when I was 17. I decided that I wanted to create a band and so I had all this all these songs I had written and I wanted other people to play with me and so um, I found these really neat musicians at the Gypsy Coffee House in Tulsa, Oklahoma and we started playing um, shows that way but Autumn Shade is basically it's me but I have other musicians that'll play with me so kind of like Cat Power you know she has it's it's her but then she'll have other musicians talk with her. oh I love Cat Power yeah she's really inspirational too to me um but right now I guess the the longest um well if I've had members in the band the longest probably like five years and that would be Charlotte Ember and Nathan Wright and so they're really incredible musicians and they don't get to travel with me sadly when I play so sometimes when I travel I will find other musicians to play with me wherever I am mm -hmm. and I found some really great people too like some guys from Australia that played in the Netherlands with me and that was really fun and you know some busking I would do and I would find some different buskers to play and that was really fun Just, yeah that's awesome yeah you're you're in the would I would say the local Tulsa scene, music scene, not Tulsa scene. Yeah, Tulsa music scene. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what what would you say? Um, how do you think the music scene has grown in Tulsa? And then also, um, what is your favorite? Because you travel like a ton and outside, so you probably have seen. A lot of music scenes around the world. Mm -hmm. What is probably one of your favorite music scenes in cities? Hmm, what yeah. a good question. Wow. Um, I would say Paris, actually. That's my favorite music scene. I mean, the Tulsa music scene is incredible. I, I can't even believe how many inspiring musicians there are here and how, how much talent there is here and diversity in music. Um, I'm really impressed with the Tulsa music scene. But I, I would say Paris is probably my favorite just because they really sort of um, gathered their arms around me and, mm -hmm. and, um, and they just really treat me extremely well when I'm there. But also in Amsterdam, they had a really amazing music scene there too. 
and let's see. Of course, I haven't been in New Orleans very much, but I love the street music in New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, that's unlike anywhere in the world. So I'd say those are my top three. <laughs> yeah, New Orleans seems like it'd be a cool city to go to and check out. Oh, yeah. Like with music and stuff. Oh, I just it's feel like great. On the, on, the, on the side of the road or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I love so. it. It's so it's such a colorful place. Yeah. It's really unique. Would you say like it, it's it's more of a Cajun style? I don't know if that that's even a music style. Yeah, they they <laughs> do have them. Yeah, yeah, they have Cajun. Um, a lot of a lot more bluegrass, folksy. You know, everyone. I, well, I've seen so many people barefoot playing all kinds of neat instruments, um, like even handmade instruments, like a. You have a wash tub, and then they have like a string connected to the wash tub and a broom, and you know, just really fun handmade instruments. It's just really fun. I hear um, in Asheville there's a really good music scene there too. I haven't spent a lot of time there, so I didn't get to really explore too much, but hmm. we should go. Let's yeah. road trip time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you say is a song that you created that you've made that probably has the most meaning? And, and what is the meaning? Woo! You have good questions. Okay, let me see. Channeling all of the songs I've written. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, well, the first song that popped in my head was Meadow to Ashes, which is on um, the album Isabel Has Wings, which was released two and a half years ago. And that was um, sort of a... a like a crying song of, or like a, a sorrowful song of my meadow that I used to write and play music in. Um, I would go to this beautiful meadow with trees and streams and such, and I would write music and I would write poetry. And um, the city decided that they no longer wanted that as a part of um, the nature area that I was living in, so they destroyed it and put up houses. So it was a morning song to my dear Meadow, who is my, you know, my best friend, my little haven, my little sacred space. So yeah. um, that's just the first one that comes to my head. There's yeah. so, so, so many songs. Um, yeah, Meadow to Ashes. That's nice. the name of it, yeah. What, what do you feel is the first, like, first song you've ever heard, like, music-wise, or that it has inspired you, like, that, that hit home? Tonight, Tonight. By the Smashing Pumpkins. Nice. I saw that music video when I was 10 years old, and I was mesmerized by it. I mean, it's it's connected to the, the first Trip to the Moon, I think is the name of the, the film, an old French film, mm-hmm. I believe. And um, it was just unlike anything I'd ever seen in my life. It was so magical, and you're flying around, and the moon and the stars are everywhere, and... Billy Corgan singing in the cloud, you know, it was perfect. And so I thought, oh my goodness, this is the most amazing song. So, but the album Adore by Smashing Pumpkins really uh, inspired me to play even more and write even more. That's my favorite album. Have you heard that album? No, I don't think I have. I love it. It sounds like a good album. I should give it a listen. I I haven't listened to... The Smashing Pumpkins in like a really long time. Yeah. So maybe time to pull that out and listen to it again. Definitely. So my friends always made fun of me because I was obsessed. My whole wall was all Smashing Pumpkins posters. Nice. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
<laughs> Which my music is not really anything like theirs, so it's kind yeah. of funny that they're my inspiration. D- yeah, kind of describe because you said it's a bohemian folk, like kind yeah. of kind of describe more what 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 that is. Okay. Um. Yeah. Like I was saying, it's I like to intertwine the sounds of, um, like, gypsy of the Middle East or Eastern Europe more so, and then. Um, intertwined with like the swampy sounds of, of Louisiana and then um, I would say like it's basically folk music with more um, strings more instrumentation hmm. um, and so I love to incorporate cello and um, accordion and violins and upright bass and so I like to have as many uh, instruments as I can get <laughs> yeah um, to create a fuller sound but have more of a folk bass to mm. the songs um, in a touch of um, like old mountain music yeah. I don't know if people can tell but I, I like it to be eerie but I yeah I like it to be eerie and also have that touch of old mountain music of mm. kind of haunted. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like whenever I whenever I do an album, I will write how I want each song to sound, but I'll write it in a way that's like, okay, I want it to sound like this tree and this windstorm and like I, I put it in those kind of terms and the guy mm. that's looking at the paper is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, what in the world? Like, you want it to sound like the color violet? Like I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. So <laughs> that's just how I think though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds cool. That's like it's super artistic. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for saying that. Yeah. No, I, I think I think it is. And you want people to experience what you experience like yeah like kind of a you're there there's nature it sounds like your your music kind of speaks out to like a nature experience thank you yeah yeah that's where i go to imagine and dream a lot so i hope people can sense that yeah (laughs) yeah that's cool (laughs) thanks what's your what's your favorite instrument to play with um, my nose harp. <laughs> nose harp? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what is that? What is that world? a new thing? <laughs> I would say my old piano with mm. all of the paint chipped off the keys. It, it, I always call it my old castle piano because it sounds like it's in this old echoey castle. It's, I think from the 1880s. I think it's a really old piano. That's my favorite instrument. I wish I could take that all over the place yeah. with me. That'd be so cool. That'd be really heavy to carry <laughs> or like put on a, a my check. Yeah. Here you go, guys. I'm yeah. uh, taking this on the flight with me. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> Checking this in. Checking it in. Yeah. It's a little heavy, but it may be over 50 pounds. But don't charge <laughs> Just me for slightly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Funny. That's awesome. What would you say is the is the big was the biggest struggle you had with making Autumn Shade? Hmm. Well, I think to be really, really vulnerable, I would say I had this idea to at least 
be able to make enough money to live with Autumn Shade. Um, you know, I wasn't looking to be famous or really even well-known, but I wanted to make, you know, at least a little bit um, of money. And I think that's been the biggest struggle is there's just really not, you know, enough money in, in yeah. music. And so at least with Autumn Shade. Um, so that's that's been my biggest struggle for sure. Because yeah. of course I'm going to continue doing it for free even forever, but like getting people interested enough to pay the musicians I think is, is a struggle that many musicians have, I think. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's my biggest struggle. Kind of, kind of a similar question. What is the hardest thing about being a musician? Yeah, like, it would be um, to have to have no money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and you know that that's what you want to do more than anything but you still have to you know provide for yourself so um having enough time to provide for yourself at a regular sort of nine to five job and then also doing your music at, at the same time um but it's so worth it you know it really is it's such a gift so yeah where where, where do you think for for you where do you think you want your music to be in the future or where you see yourself going for music in the future? My dream would be to be able to travel more in Europe and play, um, doing small tours. And then also I would love to do the small festivals in the US. Like I wanna get a funny old van and travel around and play at um, music festivals. I think that would be absolutely incredible. But we are, we're about to release um, Frankincense and Myrrh, which is our new album. It was. Um, I thought it would be released actually earlier this year, but um, it, there's a little bit of delay, so it'll be released um, maybe this month or next month. Okay. So um, I'll get that out. That'll be released with more than folk records in um, in Paris, and then so hopefully I'll be able to play more in Europe with um, that CD release. That's cool. How many songs does it have on it? Or I think it'll be twelve. Nice. Yeah, I'm juggling around a few ideas right now so i think yeah. i think 12. how many how many albums do you have out or um this will be the third full-length album i mm -hmm. did have an ep i released when i was like 18. um so yeah that the ep is called grandfather's attic and then there's ezra moon isabel Huswings, and this is bringing sense in there okay what what would you say is the difference between the two albums that you've released like the one from before and the newest one, what would you say the difference is mu music-wise? So like the first one, like Ezra Moon, the first full yeah. length, and then this one, Frankincense and Myrrh. Um, you know, I would say, well, with Ezra Moon, I kind of describe it as um, like it's more of an old haunting sound. Like it's very eerie and um, it takes you on kind of a sorrowful journey. Um, and then, well, I'll just say with Isabel, it's Isabel Has Wings, it's a lot happier of an album. Um, there's still some eerie qualities, but it sounds more like, you know, like an old cabin on a farm. Like, a, like the first one's kind of more like a castle, and then the second one's like this happier sunlight is starting to come out in the field kind of sound. And then this one is almost going back to Ezra Moon, um, mm. kind of. Um, but... This one to me sounds more like you're in a desert in Egypt and um, you're on this long journey by moonlight, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. That's cool. 
Thanks. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, you like plants a lot. Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about like your plant life or. My plant life. Yeah. Why do you love plants so much? <laughs> what, what is it about plants you love so much? I think because, you know, what I was saying in the beginning, they inspired me with music so much. But I think because they're alive and they give so much nourishment to us. And they're also, you know, you, you hear about people talking about the spirits with plants. And so it's like they can talk to you. They have wisdom to, to give you. And, um, and just how, how much nourishment and, and holistically they have for you is incredible they're like friends you know when I'm traveling I always know hey I can go in and these plants will always be in this place or this place you know they're these eternal friends for you and they're just they're just so and you can talk to them forever and they yeah. you know they, they listen to you non-stop but there's just so much magic to be had with them you can make teas with them you can make all kinds of um, medicines with them. They just, they're always so giving to you and they ask for nothing in return. It's just, it's incredible. I, I love connecting with, with herbal magic and, and yeah. teas and, and all of that. So I've, I don't think I've ever been asked that. So I don't even know how to voice <laughs> yeah. what I'm trying to <laughs> express right now. Yeah. I love your questions. <laughs> yeah, no, because I've, I've always, whenever we've hung out and I've seen you, you, you point out something and you're like, this does this, or you could use this for this. And I, I think it's pretty interesting, like, how you know so much about plants, but like yes. how, how, um, how you could do so much with plants too as well. Thanks. And your knowledge of plants, like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, oh, it's beyond you. me because I'm just like... Yeah, that's a leaf. That's cool, you know. And you're like, I could use this to heal a wound or something like that. And yeah. I think that's really cool. Thanks. So I'm hoping in the future be able to make more medicines and tinctures and and salves and so and hopefully you know get those out into the community more. It'd be really fun. Yeah, why? It I I feel like plants are becoming more like eating healthy and stuff like that and yeah. and all those like. Like, I need to eat natural stuff, and, like, um, I feel like that's becoming more of a bigger trend, mm -hmm. and which is awesome. Yeah. Why, why do you think, like, plants are such a vital piece in that, in that season of, like, that trend? Hmm. I think because your body knows how to assimilate the nutrients in all plants, um, well, except poisonous ones, you know? Like, yeah. your body is able to um, identify the properties of each plant, and so... And a lot of us are deficient in a lot of minerals and vitamins. And so if, you know, let's say comfrey, for instance, comfrey has so much calcium. And so if we're not getting enough calcium and our body isn't able, like we can't really drink dairy, um, if our body's not able to really understand um, other forms of calcium, it almost always can understand the form of calcium in comfrey, for instance, or in herbs. Um, so... I think it's helpful um, as a medicine for people who just, they're not getting enough in their food, for instance, um, and most of us aren't. So I think with plants, it's an easier way and a more accessible way for us to, to get the nutrients we need into our body. 
and plus they're just like you can eat flowers and so they're beautiful and they smell good and, and like it's an enjoyable eating experience too so you're not like popping vitamins all the time which are that that's great too but like you, wait you can eat flowers yeah some some flowers like pansies and um what'd you call me of, i'm just yeah. kidding <laughs> <laughs> and barrage and like all kinds of different flowers you're yeah. eating and you know it's so fun to put those in your salad and you're getting extra extra nutrients but i think probably that's one of the main reasons like it's just it's more accessible i mean you can eat weeds in your yard there are so many weeds that are really great for us like i could we could go out in your yard and look right now and find different <laughs> weeds to, to eat that'll support our body in a lot of various ways that's cool what what plant have you used the most um mm-hmm. or or do you feel is, has been the most beneficial for you Ooh. Um, I'm obsessed with peppermint. Um, I grow a lot of mint in my yard. Um, so, and I love mint tea. I could eat or drink mint tea all day and eat mint leaves. And But I love mint because you can use it in, you know, tabbouleh or you can, or like as, as a savory or you can use it as a sweet. So then you can candy it if you want to. Um, so I would say mint and it's really, really good for digestion and, and good for, stomach ailments and it's also good for if you are um you know congested and have sinus issues or whatnot you know you can breathe it in you can put mint leaves on the stove and just inhale the steam from that and it'll clear your sinuses and it just has so many wonderful benefits but mm. there are so many plants oh my goodness i love <laughs> oh i love them that's awesome <laughs> thanks so how would people access like autumn shade or your music and whatnot so how would people find you okay um i have a website autumn-shade.com and then facebook um which i'm actually not on facebook as much as i should with my autumn shade um and then instagram um i'm you can just do jesslene for instagram and then um let's see you can buy music with um, Bandcamp, Spotify, or you can listen to Spotify, um, CD Baby, Amazon, I think that's it, but, or iTunes, yeah, it's on iTunes as well, so basically you can just go to my website and that's all, all the information's there on how to get a hold of me, and we're also on Pandora recently, yeah, yeah, that's cool, so that was fun, yeah. It's interesting, like being on Pandora. I don't, know, I don't really know anybody that's been on Pandora, but now I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun because, like, if you listen to your channel, then you can see like what other musicians mm-hmm. they they connect you with, and so you're like, oh, I would never think that they would put Inya on my station. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I love Inya. So it was kind of cool. <laughs> that's neat. Yeah. Thanks for being on the Low Key Podcast. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> thank I, you. I, I hope people will listen to your music and go check you out. Thanks. And if they ever see you around, they should ask you about plants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Thank yeah. you so much. I really am, I appreciate it so much. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome. See you guys later. Farewell. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the Low Key Podcast. Want to thank Jess Lene for being on the Low Key Podcast and talking music, plants and a little bit of travel with us. 
Guys, go check out her music and go check out all her social mediums. Now, guys, if you're a subscriber to this podcast, rate and review us and give us five stars because that'll help us out. Also, if you don't subscribe to this podcast and you do listen to it, subscribe to us on iTunes. Also, go follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook and go check out our website just to see what Loki's doing. Well, guys, that's it for, from Loki today. Keep it nice, keep it easy, keep it low key. See you guys later. Thank you.